Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, Nick, we're back from that quick break. And I want to talk to you about one guy in particular. We talked about the receiver depth. Um, obviously, the Broncos are struggling right there. Let's just let's just play a hypothetical, Nick. Let's say the Broncos are without Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler again this week. If you're, you know, the GM of the Broncos, are you going out? Are you looking for a receiver this week? Are you looking to elevate people within the roster, or are you going out looking at the free agency market and saying, "Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. is still available. Maybe we should sign him to a vet minimum deal. Maybe we could get him on this team." What what would be what would what would GM Nick Ferguson do? Well, George, the first thing that I'm going to do, I'm going to see what receivers are available out there. And I'm going to see what healthy receivers are available out there. I don't know uh, your, your love affair with OBJ. Obviously, it is coming through because you're like, hey, uh, a wide receiver hurts his ankle or he pricks his finger. Go get OBJ. Listen, I just OBJ, like chaos, Nick. I just like chaos. Give me all oh, the chaos. So, oh, so I'm going to call you the Joker then since you like so much chaos. Uh, and look, I, I get it. O, OBJ is a, a great wide receiver, but we're talking about a guy with a second ACL injury. We don't know uh, how healthy he is, but here's something that may just throw a little, I guess, uh, monkey wrench into your suggestion. Uh, over the weekend, uh, both Tom Brady and OBJ was seen having a conversation because mm-hmm. OBJ was at the New Orleans Saints game. And that sparked a lot of conversation with the injuries that are taking place in Tampa. Could OBJ be headed to Tampa Bay as we know that you know Tom Brady, Brady is great at recruiting guys? So could that have been a recruiting pitch? And if so, your dream of OBJ donning the orange and blue – Maybe short-lived. Well, and you know who else is available? This would Who's be that? this is even more chaotic, Nick. Antonio Brown. What? Uh, is... Stop! Stop, George. Again. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, look, look. Stop I'm not, I, <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't do that, but look, I would. I would maybe give Odell a call and just see where he's at. Now, I wouldn't be paying a whole lot for him, right? Because I think you're right, Nick. The injury issue is a problem, um, and I, I also think that Odell will probably demand more money than what you're probably willing to pay. But I do think that George Payton's going to be looking around and seeing, you know, who's on the waiver wires. Uh, can they go out and get somebody even Nick? And, and I wanted to get your take on this. Would you make a trade? Would you, would you look? No, stop, stop, would you, stop, would you George. I mean, you, you, you are really embracing this whole idea of, of chaos. I yeah. love chaos. Right. So, no, we, we, we don't we don't need that. We don't need to trade for a guy right now. I mean, Jerry Judy is day to day. Tim Patrick is, is, is injured. What we need to do, go out there and look at guys who have some prior NFL experience and see if we can bring them in. Because usually what happens on a Tuesday, this, this is where teams bring in players to work them out and maybe sign them to future contracts. So I'm sure based on what happened on Sunday, the Broncos were already on it. Like as soon as it happened, they picking up their phone, calling agents, calling players to set things up. And players were probably already in flight before the game was even over while the fans were still booing 
those guys probably were touching down at DIA Airport for their Tuesday workout. So I'm sure that the Broncos have done their due diligence. They're looking at guys who are on this roster, who they release, and other guys around the league to see who can they bring in and what guys are a perfect fit for the type of offense that Nathaniel Hackett runs. Yeah, I mean, you're right, Nick. The, the reality is, is, is they expect Jerry Judy to be back pretty soon. If he misses this week, I would be pretty surprised if he doesn't play against the Raiders. And really, that's the bigger game, right? I mean, we, we, we've said that a few times is, you know, th- this game on – every game is important. But when you start playing division games, that's when you want those guys back. So they're not going to rush, you know, a Jerry Judy back, K.J. Hamler. Um, those guys I think that they have a lot of faith in. So I, I don't expect them – to be making any drastic moves like making a trade. I'm just, you know, pitching some ideas, you know, who, who knows? I, I like to play, you know, Madden and, and be a GM for my own team. So I'm just kind of mm-hmm. trying to think like George Payton. Um, but I did want to ask you, Nick, what's your concern level with a guy like KJ Hamler right now? Because, and, and maybe I'm wrong. And, and I, I, I'm going to say this a lot. I never played in the NFL, but when a guy goes out and plays 40 snaps one week, and then the next week, all of a sudden, he's not practicing, and they say, "Oh, he hasn't had a, a setback." I'm like, "Well, what exactly, what exactly is going on there?" And I, they said, "You know, it's maintenance. We're being cautious with him." I, I just feel like if if he was healthy, he would have been playing this last Sunday. Am I wrong in, in assuming that? No, you're not wrong in your assumption. But once again, this this uh, coaching staff and the medical staff—they're doing a great job. And and some you may just say, "Well." Are they being too cautious? No, I don't believe this thing is being too cautious. But you have to make sure that you put the player's health uh, first and foremost. And, and I have to tell you, man, I, I played more than 10 years in this league, and that's not something that always happens. It's always, okay, well, we need to get you out there on the field no matter what, no matter what we have to do to get you out there. But it doesn't seem like that's the case here with uh, this medical staff. And if they're saying that there was a setback after playing 40 snaps, previous week in Seattle, then that means that that there's something that took place. Either there was some soreness, some swelling, some discomfort of some sort. And I mean, I've had two knee surgery, George. And as a player, you want to get out there and you play, especially when you see that your side of the ball is struggling the way that the offense is struggling right now inside the red zone. So KJ Hamler wants to get out there and play. But sometimes, you know, your body is saying, hey, man, Slow down, pump the brakes. We, we, we're not ready to get out there uh, just yet. So it's about playing that long game, making sure the players are, are healthy. If they're saying that it was a setback, I'm just going to look at it like that. What the setback is, we don't know. They're not telling us. But obviously it, it was something that they felt was kind of uh, severe to not put K.J. Hamlin in that situation. But would it be great uh, if, he, if he were out there? A- absolutely, because now that gives us another weapon, and now – we don't have to take your Madden approach to being a GM and now saying we want to inject chaos inside the Broncos locker room by just trading for guys who still are injured, George. We can't do that. Yeah, they have the, they have the right George at GM. I think that's safe. Yeah, <laughs> not George uh, Payton, not George Story. Yeah, yes. exactly. Um, yeah, though, look, I think the KJ situation is an interesting one just because I think sometimes we forget that it wasn't just an ACL injury. It, it, the hip, I think, has been – a real concern for him. And and that's been actually maybe the tougher recovery. Uh, And I I think from my understanding, that's what's maybe bugging him a little bit right now is just that movement in the hip. And and I did want to ask Nick, 
should they have played him in the preseason? If he was, if he wasn't feeling, a, you know, fully comfortable and and wasn't a hundred percent, should they have, have, have played him in that preseason game? That I mean, he he looked great out there. I mean, he made some nice grabs and and played quite a bit. But do you think, looking back at that, should they have played him in that game? Well, I don't have a problem with him playing, uh, and yeah. I'm sure he wanted to figure out, okay, well, where am I? Because you go through rehabs, months of rehab, and he talked about how he was here by himself. And how difficult that is. So when you play this game, it, it's the mental part that you had to overcome, not the physical. It's the mental. So it wasn't just kind of more from the evaluation part of the team, but I think it was for the mental well-being of one KJ Hammer to see how he handled it. How did his body react to the number of reps that he received, uh, making that first catch, falling on the ground, being tackled? How did he get up? How did his body respond to it? So I think it was more or less for KJ. So KJ understood exactly where he is. But you, you, made, you made a great point. I mean, it's not just, uh, you know, a knee injury. It is a hip injury. And dealing with one lower body injury is tough enough. But dealing with two simultaneously, I, I, I don't even want to know what that's like, George. But I, 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 t- I give a tip of the cap to KJ Hamler for fighting through both the physical and the mental part of it. And, and once again, he wants to go out there. If you talk to him, George, and he'll tell you, man, it was probably killing him after Jerry Judy got injured and watching the offense struggle, saying to himself, man, I know I can go out there and help the team. But right now, my body is not responding the way that my mind wants it to respond. So we'll just have to wait and see if uh, KJ Hammer plays on Sunday, how he comes along. But at the end of the day, my whole thing is sometimes you got to protect the player from himself. Yeah, and, and look, I, we're all rooting for for KJ. I would say he, he's a great kid. Um, you know, I think him talking about his mental health, you know, earlier in, in training camp was was an awesome moment. I mean, I think I I think that was that was really cool for him to do, and obviously, um, you know, it was really tough for him to talk about and and to see him struggle again this year with just injuries and and maybe having a little bit of a setback is tough to see because I do think that. He's a guy that could really help this offense. When you talk about his elite speed and, and what he's able to do, um, I think that he's a guy that brings a – he could be an X factor, right? He's a type of guy that could do a lot of different things. And, and he's also a personality guy, right? Like people yeah. love him in the locker room. Everyone says he's the funniest guy on the team. Uh, and so I think that they're really hoping to get him back, you know, sooner rather than later, hopefully this week. But uh, another guy with a big personality, Nick, that I wanted to talk about, before we, we get off here today, Randy Gregory. Um, he's a guy that I feel like has really brought a new edge to this defense. Uh, and that's not to say, you know, obviously Von Miller is is a Hall of Famer, right? Um, a future Hall of Famer and, and one of the greatest Broncos of all time. But when you had a guy like Randy Gregory on that, on that edge, I, I feel like this Broncos pass rush is back again being, being really elite. I feel like we saw that this last week. And I feel like he's also added – uh, some sort of a new leadership to this group. I know he was a, a leader in Dallas and obviously had his issues, you know, prior to that. But like, you know, he was on their leadership council. He's a guy that I think a lot of these players look up to, a lot of these young guys. And he seems to be really meshing well with this defense. I know I'm writing about that this week in the Denver Gazette, Nick. But what what have been your impressions of a guy like Randy Gregory and what he's brought to this defense so far? For me, it's, it's, it's attitude. Uh, when we look back at what things were like under Vic Fangio. I mean, yeah, some talented players, a little inconsistency, 
But, you know, what was the identity of the offense, the defense, or, I mean, just be totally honest, what was the identity of the team? There was none, and that was kind of a problem. And you, you take Von Miller out of the situation, you have Bradley Chubb, and it's just like, okay, well, where is the one-two punch on the edge? Because if you go back, I'm going to start with DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller. Then it was Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Then after that, it was like, well, what direction are you going? So Gregory brings a little of that edge back to the defense, uh, the attitude. And the one thing, you know, I know you like your agent of chaos, uh, but, you know, he brings a little chaos to that defensive line. And when I think about what the NFL is, uh, either on either side of the ball, but more importantly, defensively, it is organized chaos. So that's the way I look at, you know, Randy Gregory right now is organized chaos, the way that he's been getting able to get into the backfield to put pressure on the quarterbacks and on the run game. It, it is infectious. And you can see that it is having an impact, not just on Bradley Chubb, but the other guys across that defensive line. And we, we're going to need it this week against Jimmy G and San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, look, I, I think that he obviously adds a different element to this defense in terms of just his physical size and just what he's able to do as a pass rusher. I mean, he's, you look out there, Nick, he is so tall and just so big. And, and that's why he's so good at like forcing fumbles, right? We saw that against the Seahawks. He had another one where he forced it. They didn't get it, a strip sack this last week. But like, he's just so physically imposing. But I think what he really brings to this defense is kind of like what you said. He's kind of just like a scary, like, person like I like maybe like that's just the outside perspective that's what I kind of want to get at is like you talk to him and he's like super down to earth really well spoken a great guy like I, you can tell why players love playing with him but from an outsider's perspective the dude is just like kind of a scary dude he's always talking trash to the other team I, I think that it gives you that kind of like you said that that edge to this defense and they, they've nicknamed themselves right the defensive line specifically nicknamed themselves the dark side right and I yeah. think Randy Gregory is Darth Vader. Like he is like an <laughs> imposing figure that is just so, um, you know, talented. And, and just, I think that he's just like this, again, scary kind of guy. Uh, I think Draymond Jones called him a crazy mofo in the post game press conference. And I was like, that's the perfect description for this guy. Like he's just, he's, he's, he's wildly talented and, and just a guy that I think personality and edge really rubs off on this defense. So hopefully you guys can check that out in the Denver Gazette this week at some point. But, Nick, any final thoughts uh, before we get out of here? Well, listen, the final thoughts. Uh, the defense is, is playing well. I know that was a concern coming in with the new coaching staff. Uh, how well was Jura Evero going to really galvanize his defense? And those, thus far, they've done a great job. Uh, obviously, there's still more to chew on. We're going to break that down later in the week when we start to look forward to the next matchup, Sunday Night Football, the San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Shanahan are coming into Empower Field, and we'll break that down later on in the week. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one, Nick. I think I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, obviously, another primetime game. Broncos are in a lot of primetime games this year, which, again, speaks to the expectations of this team. So this is a big one. I think a lot of people said first three games, you want to get out of there at least two and one, uh, and the Broncos have an opportunity to do that. So, We'll be breaking down the 49ers later this week. Uh, but thanks, everyone. Make sure you guys like, subscribe to the podcast, uh, and we'll see you guys later this week.